It's the Tour Junkies podcast for the 2022 Valero Texas Open from TPC San Antonio. I'm DB, your host. I got Pat Perry with me. Um, we're, we're having, we're gonna, we're, yeah, it's gonna happen tonight one way or the other. We got technical difficult for battling. We got, you know, just the constant endless war on technology that Pat has. It's a great day. It's a great day, yeah. though. We're here. So week before the Masters, I got plenty of vodka in the cup. Pat, what you got tonight? You drinking a beer again? No, guess what? Guess what, DB? Are you? I mean, we got to get prepared for Masters Week. All right, yes, we got to get prepared. So I, I got a little vodka this evening. Uh huh. Planet yeah. Tito's, here we come, baby. Mm-hmm. Here we come. I'm ready for it. I uh, hope you guys are ready for it. We're gonna get into this. Uh, top of the betting board is uh, is you know we got a couple names here. You got Rory McIlroy. You got Jordan Spieth. You got Hideki Matsuyama. You got Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, if, if, have all shown up here at the Valero Texas Open for uh, you know a little, may, maybe a little warm up to the Masters. Who knows? Uh, but right at the top, you got Rory McIlroy at seven and a half to one, kicking it off. Hideki and Jordan at fourteen. Corey Connors. I mean, what if I'd have told you in you know January or you know, the beginning of the season in September that there would be a tournament where Corey Connors, Abraham Answer, Chris Kirk would all be shorter than Bryson DeChambeau in some books. What would you have said had I told you that? I mean, I would not have believed you. I can tell you that. And I would have also thought that, um, I, I don't know. I don't know what I would have thought. But uh, I'm telling you, Bryson is, uh, I mean, here's the thing. We didn't know that he was going to be suffering the injury, whatever else, or that he was going to entertain Saudi Arabians, <laughs> things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we would not have been able to tell you that. That's pretty crazy. Um, as always, we're presented to you by Covers Covers dot com, the place where people who love sports and love to win. That's where they go. Winning starts at Covers. Check them out. You got uh, yeah, a little bit of college basketball left. You got Major League Baseball, hockey, NBA's you know raring to go. Golf. Uh, it's where you go to get the best up to minute odd screens, industry leading matchup pages uh, for handicapping games, expert analysis, free betting contests a forum with over 500,000 members. They've been doing it over 25 years, and they serve over 20 million bettors annually. Head over to Covers.com. Check them out. Uh, They're the title sponsor of this show. We appreciate Covers. And uh, also, it's where you can read our exclusive um, head-to-head matchup and top 20 or prop bets article. It is free. It drops every Tuesday afternoon on Covers.com. It's good stuff. Okay, good stuff. Check it out. Um, all right, so what's the betting approach, Pat? I mean, you've got, you've got those guys up at the top. Obviously, this is a weak field, so we're, you know, we say that every time there's a weak field, you're going to have names and numbers that you're not super comfortable with, right? Uh, guys that seem really short compared to where you normally get them, but that's because the field stinks. And what we've seen in the past here at the Valero Texas Open is, this is a, there's, a, there's a mixed bag. You've got Jordan Spieth as your defending champ who won last year at like 12-1. to 1. That was really sealing the deal on his official comeback um, after having a good start to 2021. And then you've got guys like Corey Connors, who won here as a no-namer at 200-1 to to get into Augusta the next week. You got guys before him like Andrew Landry, who won at 200-1. to Our old friend Stephen Bowditch won this event at 350-1. to But then other short numbers. Uh, Charlie Hoff, Kevin Chappell, I think around 30 to 1. Jimmy Walker around 25 to 1. So it seems like there's really been a lot of either the short range or the bombs that come out and win this event. Uh, I did a full breakdown of TPC San Antonio, which is a Greg Norman, Sergio Garcia design. And uh, I did a full breakdown of it on the YouTube channel and on podcast. Check that out if you want more in-depth research. I did a lot of quotes from players. I gave some very key trends to know things to know about these fairways a very important caddy quote we got a quote from a caddy last year about hitting it off the tee here uh good stuff there we don't have time to go into it tonight but that's really what we're looking at here at tpc san antonio anybody in this short range that that you're you're willing to take a stab on pat well there's there's a couple in here that i think we can look at um and i'll start with Corey connor i mean we're seeing him coming off of a great performance there at, at match play he's been 
playing pretty well all year long. I, I don't I don't mind him at eighteen to one. I, I, I am gonna lean more toward your longer shots, the mid range to longer shots. But I do think Corey Connors, he's won here at this tournament before. It got him into the Masters, his first Masters. So at 18 to 1, I think I can stomach. I feel like I can stomach that. And then Siwoo Kim, 28 to 1. I, I like I like Siwoo right there at 28 to 1. I think that's, uh, you know, he's another guy. Played, you know, pretty well here in the past. The history here is weird. Like, I don't know how much yeah. I want to It's not really, to, like, count that. Um you know, for or against a lot of players. There's a lot of players who have not done well here that really kind of fit fit the stats that, that think that they would play well. And yeah. there's some that, you know, that play well here that maybe shouldn't. I don't know. So it's kind of a weird week when it comes to that. But I do think Siwoo could play well at 28-1. to 1. I like him. What do you think about Rory? Why is he here? You know, I, I, I recorded a – here's the teaser. I recorded a – podcast with our very own dp world tour host mark hill I, I recorded something with him going over some of the euro guys some of the uh dp world tour regulars for the masters and we talked about rory of course but we haven't seen him play the valero texas open since 2013 and i went back and looked over the last few years i mean last four or five years he's not played the week before augusta so it seems like is he just trying something new is he trying to is he trying to figure it out what do you think he's here for I think he's here because of the rule that the PGA Tour has that they have to play these tournaments, um, you know, what is it, once every five years or something? I, I don't know the exact rule, but I, I don't think he really would normally be here. He has not been here in the last, at least what I've seen, five years. Um, so I could see Rory just playing, trying to trying to figure some things out here and, and just ducking out on, on Friday. I don't normally really? like to take that narrative for a lot of these players, but I just, I don't see, I don't know. Maybe he is trying something different. I mean, Rory is always expected to do well at the Masters, and he, and he kind of disappoints every year, so maybe maybe it's the opposite of what I'm, I don't know. I don't want to bet him, though. I know that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to bet him. I just, I feel like we need to talk about him uh, being here for the first time since 2013. It just feels like one of those things. Uh, I mean, I think the stay away here could be Hideki with the neck injury causing him to withdraw from the Players' Championship. That would be the last time we saw Hideki. You know, I'm assuming that he feels pretty good if he's, as long as he tees it up on Thursday, this is definitely one to watch. Um, and maybe check your, your PJ Tour comms Twitter account early Thursday morning if you can do it to make sure he's not withdrawn and burns you. Uh, but I think... I think it makes sense to kind of stay away from Hideki at this point. And, and you know, I'm not really interested in a lot of names up here other than Corey Connors, who you mentioned at 18-1. to 1. I, I, I could do it. I won't do it. But if I have to pick one name, which we try to pick a name in this range, uh, I think it is Corey Connors at 18-1. to 1. I, I'm not on Siwoo, though. I, I, I think here's Siwoo scares me a little bit. Only knowing the nature of Siwoo like we do. I think if he comes out Thursday and Friday and he's hot, he's going to keep rolling. I think at the first sign of, you know, on Thursday and Friday, the first sign of trouble, he, Siwoo, we go home now, we go to Augusta. I, I just can't imagine he's, like, highly invested in grinding out a made cut or if he makes the weekend but he's sitting there at the bottom grinding out, you know, to get to a top ten. I just don't see it happen. Like I feel like he would have to have he would have to bring his best stuff. Now he does play well here when he shows up. He, he tends to yeah. do well, so it kind of negates what I'm saying here. But I don't know. I I've, I think I'm just full fate on this whole range for me. What do you do with Jordan Spieth here? He's he he was my stay away. Um. I yeah. I kind of I'm going to talk about him in DFS, but I I think I looked at his form coming in from 2019. Um, and the ball striking, the, the ball striking resembles 2019 form showing up to Valero, not 2021 where he won. You know, mm -hmm. if you look at the ball striking now leading up to it, he, he, it looks closer to 2019 where he finished, I think T30. So he's not, he's not hitting it as well of late like he was last year when he came in here. So for me, it's like I said, it's a stay away in the whole ring, honestly. So yeah. I think this is he, a, he is probably a different conversation with the offense, but. Yeah, I think this is a bomb, a bomb week. Uh, 
let's just you know let's just throw some let's just throw some bombs out there. Let's throw some haymakers. Hey, uh, we've got a couple of things going on this week. The Corn Ferry Tour event is in your literal backyard, your literal gated community island neighborhood mm-hmm. at the landings in Savannah. Uh, Garrett Simmons breaking down the action there at Deer Creek for the Corn Ferry Tour event. Pat, you want to tell the people anything else that's going on with that? Yeah, so we have a special guest. I'm going to jump on there. I'm not counting myself as a special guest, actually. Oh. But oh. We, we have another special guest. Uh, if you want to count me as a special guest, then you can. But uh, I'll be on there on the show this week. Uh, like you said, it's in my backyard. It's a fantastic course. Matter of fact, uh, Crazy Marcus, uh, you know, big fan of the show, active in the Nut Hut. He has played Deer Creek. Maybe we should... Maybe you should get in the nut hut and ask Crazy Marcus about his opinion about uh, you know his plays for the week or mm-hmm. uh, since he's played the course you know yeah. recently within the last couple months. Speaking um, of Crazy Marcus, we got to give props. He has hit now two winners in a row on the LPGA article, I believe. Yes, I believe that is two in a row back to back for Marcus. Props to you. That's a free article. Literally, your first grader can read it. Other than maybe some of the names of the of the picks. But, you know, if you have a little kid learning to read, bedtime reading right before they go to bed. You can teach him about the women's tour and yeah. a little bit of gambling. And Marcus writes on their level. But he has now two weeks in a row nailed a winner. And that's the only winners coming out of Tour Junkies the last two weeks, I'll tell you that. Yeah, so so good for him. Anyway, it's a, it's a good week on the Corn Ferry Tour. Looking forward to it. Uh, yeah. In addition to that, I have a big week coming up. Yes, um, you do. Yeah. There's a little drama about that earlier today, Pat. I haven't been able to tell you. But uh, so one of our friends, Kyle Peppers, well, Kyle Peters, call him Pepper, Peter Pepper, Peter's Pepper. He caddies for Mark Hubbard. And last year, Kyle caddied for a girl in the Augusta National Women's Amateur event. First two rounds held at my home club at Champions Retreat. Third round held at Augusta National. Kyle caddied for this girl. They finished 15th. Um, her name is uh, Lee Yeh. And she plays golf for Stanford on the Stanford women's golf team there. She's the 16th ranked female amateur in the world. Well, she called Kyle to caddy for her again because she got in and he can't do it. So what did Kyle do? He gave her my number. Not quite sure how, why, yes. why he would do that. Of course he would. But he said, hey, you know, this guy's a member at Champions. He knows the course. And he, he caddied at Augusta National in college. Forget the fact that I did that when... Uh, when Yile was, uh, I don't know, uh, probably six years old was the last time I did that at Augusta National Golf Club. And I'm a you know, nine handicap member at Champions Retreat. Not sure what that's going to do for her. But she, she called me, and I tried to talk her out of it, and she, would, she wouldn't take no for an answer. So I'm caddying in the Augusta National Women's Amateur this week. I have a practice round tomorrow at Champions Retreat, and then Wednesday and Thursday, round one and two at Champions. And then... Friday's a practice round at Augusta National, and if she makes the cut, which is top 30, not ties, she has to make the cut after Thursday, then I will be caddying Augusta National in the Augusta National Women's Amateur event, the first time walking the course in the rope since 2008. Um, So, hey, we'll see what happens. Uh, I just did a FaceTime call with Kyle just a couple hours ago going over the yardage book that that he had I I got a hold of. And um, I'm a little nervous, Pat. I'm a little nervous. It's uh, I told I told you her don't she, have to hit any shots. There's no reason to be nervous. No, I'm nervous. I, I told her she can't pay me. I said you're not allowed to pay me for this. I'm doing this for free. I'm doing this for fun. Like I'm gonna do the best I can. But I would feel terrible if you paid me and I just suck. So um, do you think that um, let's 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 um, flash forward to Saturday. Uh, she's in the hunt, and you're on the yeah. You're on this. 15th, 15th hole, and mm. you're trying to decide whether or not you need to go for it or lay up or whatever, and they're, they're, they're cutting it to you. And, and, and uh, what's her name again? Yay Lee. Well, she goes, Ye- or, she goes by Angelina. Angelina. Mm. They're cutting to you and Angelina, and, and, they said, and you're having a little conversation there. And, yeah. and do you think that the announcers would even say, that appears to be David Barnett from the Tour Junkie podcast? Negative. No. They, I bet they won't. They Zero won't do chance. that. But. Everybody's like, are you going to be rocking TJ headed to I'm like, no, do you think the Augusta National is going to let me walk around in there like squirreled out, you know? Like daddy going to be squirreled out everywhere with some blind squirrels. You at all least, if There's y'all no win, though, freaking you got to do the old like half zip, you know, like, like <laughs> put a, you got to have a tour junkie shirt on no. underneath. The thing, I'll underneath tell you what, the, uh, I'll tell you what will happen. Because Kyle, when I got off the FaceTime with Kyle, he was like, listen, don't forget, if you win, 
you take the top off that flag and you take that flag on 18 before you walk off. If you don't, you won't get it. And I was like, Kyle, that's a big, that's a big if. If that happened, I hope I can remember to do that. But I, I think my plan would be to do the bow, just like Hideki's caddy did. I'm going to do the bow. What, I mean, how crazy would it be that, that the last two people to bow to Augusta National would be Hideki's caddy and my ass? Huh? That'd be pretty cool, huh? <laughs> so that's that's what I'm planning on doing. But yeah, she's really good, man. Kyle told me he's like, listen, the girl's got a legit chance. Like she's a player. She finished 15th in her first uh, first trip around it last year. And when I told her about Augusta and Champions, she's like, well, honestly, I had a harder time at Champions last year than I did Augusta. So I would prefer you and not an Augusta National caddy because Augusta National will give her an ANGC caddy at no charge either. And she's she wants me because I know Champion. Like, okay, chick. I don't know. I mean, you're at Stanford, so I know you're really smart, but this this is not going. This is not a tick mark in your favor that you're taking me along the ride. Well, I'm hoping for some good things here. I'm, I think it's gonna happen. I think it's gonna be. You may not win, but I feel like it's gonna be a good week. Josh Kissler. <laughs> Josh Kissler in the chat. Got to be original. Twerk on the 18th flag stick, then take the flag. <laughs> Uh, that's a surefire way to make surefire way to make sure like core junkies is wiped from the face of the earth. All right, let's move yeah. on. We got a lot of fun stuff happening this week. I'm excited about it. Uh, follow along. You know, I don't I don't know what you'll see. I know they have cameras on Wednesday and Thursday at Champions showing like highlights and stuff, and then Saturday's coverage is televised, especially if we're in the hunt late. But um, I don't know. It'll be fun. And then Sunday, I'm playing golf with a couple of a uh, couple of nut hutters, a couple of fun fun guys. One guy's on my team for the uh, for the golf event, Evan. Evan Panic's coming out. We're going to play some golf here in Augusta. And I guess we should go ahead and announce this too, Pat. The Masters show drops on Sunday night. Both the betting and the DFS show will drop on Sunday night um, of the drive, chip, and putt. And Pat will be at Mikasa, and we will be in person together yet again on another couch and coming live at you. It's going to be a great show. Yes. Looking forward to it. Yeah. We're going to be lubed up. It's going to be lovely. Great time. All right. It's hard to talk about. God dang. Okay. Valero, mid-range, up to 75 to 1, longer than 30 to 1. This is definitely uh, a sweet spot here, Pat. I think that Chris Kirk is an early number that I've seen get shorter as the day has gone on. Um, He's actually a better number. He's short. He's like 25 to 1 on DraftKings, but he's 34 to 1 on FanDuel. You got guys like Maverick McNeely, Keegan Bradley. Uh, Bobby Max up in here. Adam Hadwin, I think, will be an interesting play. Jason Day's making an appearance. Johnny Vegas coming over from a close finish at the Punta Cana event. Everyone's favorite, Mito, my favorite, Luke List. Davis Riley, who we last saw almost uh, take it down against Sam Burns. Ricky Fowler making an appearance. Pat, Ricky Fowler. Talk about him in a second. I'm going to bring him up. Sahith, Matt Kuchar, and Charlie Hoffman kind of round out this range. Um, let's talk about Ricky. Not in the Masters yet again this year, Pat. All he has to do is win. The only way you can get into the Masters now at this point, because the top 50 in the world golf ranking after the WGC was it. So the cutoff is that's it. Um, the only way you can get to the Masters from now on is to win this golf tournament if you're not previously exempt. And if you are, they're not taking the second place guy or the third place guy. That's it. You got to win. What a what a fairy tale, man! You know what a fairy tale it would be to see Ricky Fowler get it done at TPC San Antonio, a place where the last two attempts here he's finished 17th. Uh, so good, good form, mm-hmm. or good, good history coming in, and he's shown pops of form, flashes of form, and you know I talked about this on the kind of first look show. He's he's a John Tillery boy, our our buddy John Tillery, PGA Tour coach to Fowler. And his guys are killing it this year. You know, John Tillery coaches Seth Straka, who's one, Hudson Swafford, who's one in 2022, Kevin Kisner. I wore my Who Lit the Kiss shirt tonight just to celebrate how dominant he continued to be in the match play. I mean, JT's boys are clicking. You got to figure it's got to click for Ricky at some point. And this would just be the fairy tale moment to then usher in really a, a, a classic golden boy to Augusta. I I never really thought of you as a fairy tale guy. Um I I didn't think you were a fairy guy. I really didn't. 
I didn't I didn't think you were, you know, into those stories, those special stories. I love so, special stories. And so I don't know I don't really think Ricky Fowler's gonna win this week. Um I think that um sixty five to one doesn't entice you a little bit. I tell you what does entice me is him as a top twenty. I like a top twenty play on Ricky Fowler because he's finished top twenty here the last two years. But I don't think he's gonna win. I really don't. Okay. I, I think he you're right. I mean he's he's trending okay. I think the, the stuff he's working on with John Tillery is working. Um but I just think that um Of course I don't see I don't see Ricky Fowler winning here. Of course that's really hard to say that he can't win here when Andrew Landry won here. Uh, two hundred to one. I don't, I don't know. I think I think anybody in this deck place could win. I'm kind of just surprised. I, I just didn't. You didn't see really, that You've never really been a Ricky Fowler person. You yeah. never. I don't know. Well, it comes Masters Week and the magic's in the air, and I just start feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you start feeling, I tell that. you who the I tell you who the fairy tale guy is. Okay. You mentioned him. One of the first guys you mentioned, Chris Kurt. Yeah. Um, I actually have seen. I him like at, that. He's at forty to one right now on Bet Bet MGM, and Ooh. so. That's if hot. you can get him, if that's you can hot. get that forty to one number on Chris Kirk, I love that. Now that's the fairy tale, you know, a guy that went through a whole lot, you know, personally the last few years has come back strong, um, has played well here in the past. You know, you look at stats for him; he, he definitely checked a ton of boxes, top ten in the field in ball striking, you know, top fifteen in birdie or better percentage, top twenty five in approach. You know, the biggest thing for him is, is um, you know, Bermuda putting, not very good there. But um, Chris Kirk, if you can get him, I still think 35 to one's good. But 40 to one's even better, obviously. So he's one that I really like here. And then I'll give you one more that I think, you know, I, I've been, one of the trends that I've gone with this year on on betting is, you know, these guys that come really close and they don't win, but then, I, you know, I think that they've really got a chance to win, like either that next tournament or at least later in the year. Davis Riley at sixty-five to one had that great week, made it into the playoff with Sam Burns at the Valspar, and um, I I'll, I think I'm going to hammer Dave. I think Davis Riley, you know, can have another good week here. I think this is another good course fit for him. He's at sixty-five to one. It's a weaker field. He's riding off of a high. So I like him there at sixty-five to one. Can I give you a fun fact on Davis Riley? He actually, yes. uh, in the summer of COVID twenty twenty, the Corn Ferry Tour did a little reshuffle, and they actually played two events at TPC San Antonio. There's a bunch of courses there, most of them Pete Dye designs or whatever. But they played two events. They played one at the Canyons course, and they played one at this course, the Oaks course. The winner of the event at the Oaks course was. Davis, Riley, your boy. Okay. Um, so he's got a little ex- he's got a little experience here outside of um, you know I mean he's he's played tournament golf here so uh, I think I think that's interesting I I think for the price and I know we're not down in that range yet but for the price I can get Matthew Naismith who was right there with him yeah. at that same I have event. him too I have him yeah, too on there he's a hundred to one. Um, yeah, I like Kirk a lot. I love that number at forty to one. I think you jump on that if you can. I like Hadwin at forty to one. I think Hadwin's going to be yeah. a popular play. He fits the he fits the mold here for sure. When you look at guys who who seemingly have done well, yeah. and he's played well. Don't I mean. care about ownership though in betting. I don't care. Don't about care. That. Yeah, don't care. It's winners. Um, you know, but twenty uh, third here last year. He's obviously uh, he had that really hot Sunday round at the Players, and then backed it up with a T seven at the Valspar. I think Hadwin is for sure. I think that number could get bet. I think that number is going to shorten because I think people are going to pound that number at forty to one. Um, I like a little Patton Kazire at fifty-five. To Me one too. On DK Pat checking all the boxes. Ever since I walked that practice round with him at, at TPC, man, he's been lit. I mean, yeah, he almost shanked the guy, shanked the ball, and killed Aaron Fleener, um, and he sprayed it all over the place in the practice round. But he's he's played pretty good, and so I, I think Kazire's got you know multiple PGA Tour winner fifty-five to one knows how to close the door. I'm interested in that. As we get a little longer up to that kind of tip top of that range, that seventy-five to one range, um, Sahith, I'm gonna, I'm believing in Thigala, man. Like Thigala is doing is doing his thing, and he's never he's never played here before. But seventh at the Valspar, twenty-second last week at Corrales. We obviously saw him play really well on the West Coast swing. Um, 
I like a little Thigala. I think he's, you know, he was in the hunt, remember, uh, you know, back on the West Coast swing. He's been in the hunt, so he kind of knows the thrill of, of battle late on a Sunday. I'll take that. And then, uh, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. I mean, I, we've talked about Fowler. I don't know. I think I'll probably, I think I'll probably bet Fowler for the fairy tale. I'll do it for the fairy you tale. You have to. You have to. At 65 yeah. to 1, I'll do it. For, in a field like this, with, it's so crap. Like, I'll, I'll do it. If it was at a stronger, stronger field, probably not, but I'll do it. A lot of agreement here in this, in this kind of range. Uh, I, I was with you. I had Kaziah written down and kind of left him off there and Thigula. So. Oh, good. Um, Got to remind everybody about the live golf event, September 23rd and 24th at Mountain Valley. Uh, they're in Barnesville, Pennsylvania, Mountain Valley Golf Course in uh, Barnesville, Pennsylvania, September 23rd through 25th. We are going to have an incredible time. We still have spots left on Pat's team and my team. You got to get in there, get your tickets. Uh, the link is in the podcast description or in the YouTube description if you're watching on YouTube. We got a few spots left there. When those are sold, they're gone. And then the Saturday scramble tickets are available. There's plenty of those left. It's a 36-hole golf course. We're going to have four-man scramble teams. So there'll be plenty of spots there for that. But you should go ahead and lock it up. That'll help us out a lot to be able to, you know, lock it up. You know what I mean? Do some stuff. We're going to have some sponsors. We're going to have some fun stuff going on. It's going to be bananas. Okay? This is going to be the wildest golf, golf tournament you've ever been to, I promise. Just figure out how to get there and then you'll, it'll be great. You can party with us on Friday night, party with us on Saturday night, play some golf. Uh, the tickets include, this is what the tickets include, okay? Obviously your golf, golf cart, all that stuff. Beer, wine, specialty tour junkies, cocktails. I can guarantee you a transfusion will be included. Bloody Mary's mm -hmm. probably included. Um, uh, lunch, lunch and dinner Friday, lunch and dinner Saturday. Um, and a lot of fun. You can camp on the driving range, camp out, set up tents, whatever you want to do on the driving so range. I think it's just amazing. That's amazing. We, I, I think, Sam, did, I, he meant, I forgot. To, did you say anything about fires on the, on the, on the range? I'm going to ask this like, are there fires week. on the range? Um, he said, yes, fires. Yes, fires. Okay. 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 So you can camp on the range for free. You can bring an RV. You can bring a camper, put it in the parking lot for free, or you can stay at a hotel just a few miles away. We've got some rooms blocked off there that are still available at a discounted rate. You need to get in it. Make it happen. September 23rd and 24th and possibly 25th. It's going to be a great weekend. Okay, you're in a legal gambling state. There, that's like week three of the NFL. Uh, President's Cup weekend. There's going to be, we're going to have a great time. Okay, so get in there and make that happen. All right, let's keep it moving, Pat. Long range up to 130 to 1. Talking longer shots here. Uh, yeah. Naismith, who we already mentioned for me, stood out right there at 100 to 1. Ball striking guy for sure. And, uh, and like you said, coming in hot after kind of battling it out a couple weeks ago at the Valspar with Davis Riley and Sam Burns. You got, Doug Gim is interesting to me too. I've got, I've got a little look at Gim at 80 to 1 on DraftKings, Texas, you know, Texas connection. Ball striker played well at the players again, which is weird. Um, Brendan Steele's played, played pretty well here. Uh, Pat Perez is on is looking good. Martin Laird is interesting at 100 to one. He's a previous champ here, I think, from way back in the day. I think I'm getting that right. I think it was here. Um, Rasmus Hogard got into this field. He's 100 to one. Got in with the top 10 at Punta Cana. Uh, Dylan Fratelli, no thanks. Taylor Moore was uh, played in that Corn Ferry Tour event that I mentioned in 2020. Grayson Sig did as well. He's been playing all right. JJ Spawn, Alex Smalley took it deep uh, at Corrales just this past week. So those are some of the long shots. Yeah, for me, it's Naismith, Gim, 80-1. to 1. Um, A little interesting, K.H. Lee, but probably not. His irons are not great for me. I don't, I don't know that I'm buying K.H. Lee right now. Uh, Nick Taylor on FanDuel is 120-1. to 1. Uh, Nick Taylor's interesting. Um, that's probably it for me. I don't love this range. I definitely like the kind of 75-50-1 range a little better. Well, I'll be pretty quick here, too, because you mentioned two of my guys. I, I think Gim is, um, you know, even though he kind of hit sort of a, a dry spell there, if you will, for after starting off a year hot last year, I think the players um, and how he played there is a little bit of a good sign for him. So at 80 to 1, I like that number. Um, I'm with you on Naismith, you know, riding, a, a, you know with a lot, riding in with a lot of confidence coming off the Valspar. And he also checks a lot of boxes here, too, with that. I mean, 
you know, top 15 in ball striking, top, top 10 in good drives gained, um, you know, good on approach and opportunities gained. So the guy can score. Um, so I really like, I like Naismith a lot here. Another guy that you mentioned too, he had a second place finish at Corrales last week that I've talked about a little bit this year, and that's Alex Smalley. I mean, getting him at 110 to one, you know, he's been, you know, pretty, pretty good all year long. I mean, he, he's made a lot of cuts. You know, you look at the last few events, he threw it at Corrales. He did miss a cut at Valspar, but then a T38 at the Arnold Palmer and T55 at uh, the Honda Classic. Both very difficult courses and pretty good field. So this is a weaker field um, like he had last week um, where he finished second. So I think Alex Smalley at 110 to 1 is, is another good bet there. That's about it for me in this range. Yeah. Um, I see people in the chat asking, let's see, somebody's Di- Diana. We got another female listener. That's cool. That's always good to have. We don't have many of those. Welcome, Diana. Diana asked, asked about Brendan Steele. He is a former winner here, won here in 2011. Um, but in recent history here, not been great. And uh, I don't know. The ball striking is not great. I don't, I don't know if the, I don't know if Steele has the, uh, the form coming in to like, go ahead and win one and, and rattle off a, a W. Uh, but I do think he's an interesting, maybe potential DFS value or top 20 play. Uh, the irons have been heating up for Steele, that's for sure. So as long as, you know, if he keeps that going, he could, he could catch fire. Who knows? He's a PGA Tour winner, multiple-time PGA Tour winner. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else here either, Pat. So should we go on to the bombs? Like, I actually like, I actually like the bombs over 130 more than I like the kind of up to 130 range myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's some big time differences in some of these numbers on DraftKings versus Vandal. Um, I'm gonna get back on the David Lipsky train. I know, you know, I, I know, I kind of talked him up a couple weeks ago. He's played well. I, I like Lipsky here. Um, he won the other Corn Ferry Tour event here at TPC San Antonio that was on the Canyon course. Lipsky won that event. He's in good form, played well at Punta Cana, played well the week before. Uh, he's 140 to 1 on DraftKings. I like that. I like Min Woo Lee a little bit at 150 to 1 on DraftKings. Min Woo, Australian player, um, sick game. But, you know, I, I mean, it'd be a pretty boomer bust play. I mean, he's not done really anything on the PJ Tour, but Aussies in Texas, you know, kind of got, got some upside there. So I'm digging that. Uh, Kramer Hickok at 150 to one. Like he's, he's not, I don't think he's played great here, but he's on a little roll. I mean, 42nd at the players, 33rd at the Valspar, I think just 13th last, last week at Corrales. Um, and he's missed the cut twice here, but if you look at his form incoming right now, it's much better than it has been in years past. And Hickok's a Texas, uh, university of Texas guy, um, familiar with playing in Texas conditions and the wind or whatever it is. Like I, I like, I like a little Kramer Hickok at one fifty to one, and almost won that event with uh, I don't know, it was last year with Harris English. Was it the one that went like eight playoff holes? So he's mm-hmm. been in the throws of it. Uh, I also like Grayson Sig is two ten to one on Fanduel, but he's like, what is he on DraftKings? He's two ten to one on Fanduel. That is a very low, he's one ten to one on yeah, DraftKings. Yeah, so. I mean that's just a lot of juicy value there. Unless they, unless the number, no, he's yeah, he's still two ten to one. Uh, Fanduel doesn't have any top twenties up at the moment, so I can't see what value would be on that. But if he stays there, that could be an interesting look. Grayson Sig, uh, you know, not really had a whole lot of top fives or top tens, or really shown much for four rounds. But he's doing good enough to kind of be in in the conversation in, going into the weekends or something. But he's just not putting four out there, so he's got a lot of top thirties. But who knows? Um, and finally, like, what about Ben Martin at three hundred to one? The, that guy's been yeah. playing pretty solid. I mean, he could have won Corrales. Um, he kind of pissed it away on Sunday, right? Uh, he finished runner up. I mean, but he he could have won. And he's played here four times. Made the cut three out of four. Best finish was thirty fourth. Uh, I don't know. Ben Martin is just kind of interesting at three hundred to one on DraftKings. A guy who almost won a day ago. You know, against yeah. a field that is arguably not much, like that is that field that much better or or I mean that much worse than this one. I mean, it I is. really don't think it's not it's it. 
it's definitely a little worse, but I mean, I mean, Rory and Bryson and, you know, a few others kind of bring up the, the, the total, you know, the total average, you know, ranking of this, this tournament up a little bit, but in general, I don't think it's, it's not, a, not the greatest of fields. So I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. Um, that's anyone else there? No. Two, all right. So two folks, two guys right here for me at 200 to one, both of them are 200 to one. Um, one of them, Hayden Buckley, has played pretty well in, in good in different spots this year. Um, he was T thirteen last week. Um, so right there with with your your boy there, Kramer Hickok. Um, but Buckley, I think, um, you know, in a weaker field, could have a good event and c- it can win this thing. I think you may want to bet him as a top twenty more so than an outright, but still like that. Here's another one, though, a guy that's won here before. And I was watching a good bit last week at Corrales because I had him. And I thought he was going to miss the cut because I believe he was about four or five over through his first front nine, and that was Kevin Chappell. Hmm. But Kevin Chappell battled back, not only made the cut at Corrales, but ended up finishing in the top 15. He went low on Saturday and Sunday. He's at 200 to one still, and he's the guy that, you know, just a few years ago when he won here was, you know, one of the better players on tour. He still got that talent. He got hurt. Um, so you're getting a guy, a former winner here, who's in good form. Still working off those medical exemptions, I guess. So he's picking yeah. his spot. Yeah, picking his spot. Um, but like I said, P15 last week. Um, I like him at 200 to 1. I, I mean, that could be another fairy tale story, you know, yeah. if, we're, if we're talking about those. So. Yeah, I like it. Um, all right, well, let's get into some top 20s. Let's get into our favorite, you know, early leans, favorite bets. So we, we've obviously given, we've given a lot of names. We've given a handful of names here, but there's definitely some numbers that we think, you know, you need to jump on now. You should get on now, or we, we're just get, we know we're going to go ahead and fire them away. We didn't talk about like the weather, but it's, it looks to be pretty breezy there in San Antonio. It can definitely get up there. So you're going to want to check that before you make, you know, lock in too much. Um, there could be a wave advantage, you never know. But early leans and favorite bets presented by Covers. Winning starts at covers.com. Check it out. It's also the only place you can find our exclusive head-to-head and top 20s article. So, Pat, a, t- a few top 20s, your favorite early leans, favorite bets in terms of outrights. What you got? All right. So here we go. I'll start with the outrights. Corey Connors at 18-1. to 1. I- Really? I think- That's a favorite bet for you? That's a favorite bet for me. In this field, with with the way he's playing, I'm just surprised. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's yeah. I just I didn't see him as a favorite bet for you. A, a shorter number like that. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Corey Connors there. I've got to go with Chris Kurt. Yeah. At forty to one or thirty five to one, whatever you can get him at. Forty to one know, on Bet MGM. Yeah, people need to jump on that. If you could still get yeah. that right now, forty to one on Bet MGM. He's he's already come down. Earlier today, he was at thirty-seven to one on Fanduel. Now he's down to thirty-four to one on Fanduel, and he's at twenty-five. Was he at twenty-five on DraftKings? So yep. you can definitely expect that number to drop on. Yeah, twenty-five to one on DraftKings. Yeah, so I love Chris Kirk there. Agreed. Um, and then you know what? I, I'm going to go long. I'm going to go long with the favorite bet. Okay. So I went really short with Corey Connors at eighteen to one. Okay. I I'm I love Chapel at two hundred to one. I, I love Dang. it. Dang. Okay. So now, if you want some top 20s and you don't like that, then go with seven to one plus 700. That's Kevin, a, that's a long top 20, but yeah. That is, that's a long top 20. I like that. I like Chris Kirk at plus 140. I like Ricky Fowler not to win, but I really like plus 300 as a top 20. Like I said, he's finished top 20 here the last couple of years. And I'll give you one more of Matthew Naismith at plus. 550 as a top 20. You took my, my Naismith 20. Um, I will add to the Naismith top 20. I'll go ahead. And, I want to fire on him outright. Coming in hot after a good week at the Valspar. Uh, you know, TPC San Antonio, the course breakdown video, you can go check it out. But it's, it's, a, it's a tough greens and reg golf course. Um, but, but Matthew Naismith is one of the better iron players in this field. So if he can continue to do that and just pound greens when a lot of other guys are missing greens, I think he could he could make some noise at 100 to one. So I like that. I love the Chris Kirk call. I'll 
I'll go with Adam Hadwin, Canadian Chris Kirk, if you will, at 40 to 1. That's kind of what he feels like. To, you know, ninth at the players, seventh at Valspar, coming in hot. I like that. I, I really feel for my boy Patton Kazire at 55 to 1 on DraftKings. I could see that number not getting any longer. It's probably just going to stay the same, honest. I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to get bet down, but 55 to 1, I'll, I'll take that one on Patton Kazire. And our boy Sahith. Gala at 75 to 1. So he's felt the heat on the West Coast. He's he's now the rookie's now been in the fire late on a Sunday, and I like that. And he's got some fight and he's got some confidence going in right now. He's he knows he's not playing the Masters unless he wins this. So like, like let's go. Let's go, Sahith. Let's be aggressive. Let's get it done. I like it. Um, and there's a lot of POA in these greens, which I I think that probably helps him out a little bit as well. And then uh, finally, I guess if I'm going to give you one more long shot outright, I gave you Nate Smith at 100 to one. I kind of like David Lipsky, 140 to one. I mentioned him briefly. I didn't mention him outright, yeah. but he's 140 to one in DraftKings. Uh, Lipsky's a winner at a TPC San Antonio event on the Corn Ferry Tour. Not the same course, but right here in this facility in this area. One in 2020 in the summer. Uh, plays great in the wind. Just finished seventh at Corrales uh, at the Dominican in the Dominican Republic, making cuts, playing well. Lipsky at one forty to one would not shock me. So I like that top twenties. I like Nick Taylor at plus two fifty. The dude is a cut making machine. I call him the T thirty three king. Which you know T thirty three ain't gonna get you much. You know when you bet top twenty. In fact, it's gonna get you nothing. But in a weak field like this, maybe the T thirty three turns into a T seventeen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm yeah. believing that for, for Nick Taylor. Sahith is plus 350. I love that because I love Sahith's upside. I think Sahith has winning upside, obviously, or I wouldn't be betting him 75 to 1, but I like that. Uh, Lipsky, who I talked about, is 5 to 1, and Grayson Sig is 4 to 1. Also had a decent run at one of these Corn Ferry Tour events uh, at TPC San Antonio. And Sig's been racking up a bunch of top 30s. Um, you know, not, not much in the way of top 10s, but. He's getting close. I think he's getting close. So those are our favorite bets, early leans, and some top 20s presented by Covers. Winning starts at Covers. Check it out, Covers.com. All right, final segment of tonight, Pat. We're going to get to some prize picks discussion. Uh, prize picks, you know, last week it was kind of a letdown with the match play stuff. I kind of checked out a little bit. I think you kept rolling, but I, I, I checked out a little bit with the, with the prize picks offerings. But I'm excited this week. It's back. We've been crushing it. The Nut Hut is killing it. Killing it, it really in prize is. picks. Between it's... Pat's plays, between AC's plays have been hot. There's some other people in there throwing down some hot prize picks plays. AC's, he's been giving out like these five bangers and like the power plays where he's picking scores and he's hitting all of them. Yeah. Have you seen this? Well, when you play five, you have to play. Well, you have to play the power play. You can't play flex play. Well, no, you don't have to. You can play flex, but they, you don't have. I don't know how to explain it, but you, oh, you wow. can play. You can play a. You get the power play numbers. Um. Never mind. What the <laughs> what the hell? Are you okay? What what? Can somebody explain what just happened to Pat? Did you? <laughs> did your wife just walk in naked? That was a yes. Yeah, she did. She walked right up the stairs. Jeez, dude, are you okay? Anyway, there's some rule with five players. I can't remember. There's what a rule. It is. You know what, guys? Hey, there's a there's rule. a rule. There's a rule with five. Okay, AC. Thank you. Five X is auto flex, but gives you the power play. That's right. Top end. It, that's right. It's auto. That's that's what it is. It's auto flex, but you do get the power play option. Um. Okay. Anyway, the the prize picks place have been hot in the nut hut. I swear, guys, yeah. I don't understand. It's $10 a month or $90 a year. You will win that very quickly when you get in the nut hut, either by a power play thing or because even if it's once or twice a year, we put something in the Caddy Info channel that saves your butt from playing somebody or puts you on somebody at, like, stupid good prices and you hit it. Uh, like, I don't know, a few weeks ago when Lee Hodges finished third at some, I think it was, like, the Amex, and we saw that one coming. We had a Caddy tip us off on that. Like, it... What are you doing if you're not in the nut hut? It's $10 a month. I guarantee you, you will make your money back quickly. And then you'll meet a bunch of friends. You'll have community. There's other sports in there, football, NBA, baseball, all the above, all in the nut hut. Um, you get 20% off merch. And guess what? The TJ merch game is about to elevate. We just dropped a new shirt. 
this week. You can check it out, tourjunkies.com slash shop. Um, that just dropped. It's beautiful, man. It's very beautiful. It's a great shirt. Um, it's a podcast unlike any other shirt. So 20% off all shop orders as long as you're a Nut Hut member. Like, you need to get in this. Diana is asking in the chat, is the Nut Hut female friendly? Diana, that's a tough question. I got to be honest with you. I would love to say yes. I really would. Uh, because we want we want all. I feel like the females are they're they're queens and they the, are, the but nut. but you gotta you gotta be strong. You know what I mean, Diane? You gotta be strong. Like neither, you gotta be able to ignore some of the other stuff that goes on. Cause some of it's yeah. a little locker room esque, you know, and we moderate it as best we can. We do, we do. But it's a little locker room ish at times. But now Nita is in there and Nita Rodriguez gets in there and she throws down. She's in there every day, all the time. And Nita, you know, holds it down. Uh and she but she's got like you know, two boys and a husband, and she's been in the military. You know, nothing. She's not hurt. So, I don't really know, Diana, but I think it is. I think overall it is. You know what? Sure. You can get in and try it though, and see. Yeah, get in and try it. And if it's not, you can just be like, "All right, I'm out," and we'll even refund you, Diana. Just you. We'll refund you. Um, but yeah, that's another. We've been killing it in Prize Picks. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about this week. I'm ex- really excited about Prize Picks for yeah. the Masters. We'll be slaying that. But I'm excited I get to get back on the Fantasy Goss Molly 8, you know, deal. Because I've, I've, I've taken a couple weeks off. Last week was weird. We didn't get a whole lot of offerings with Corrales, and then they, they threw some stuff up on Tuesday for match play. Not enough time, because Tuesday night is when I record the FGS, the Fantasy Goss Molly 8, which is all about prize picks, and then it comes out on Wednesday. Well, that's not going to do you any good for match play, so, because it starts on Wednesday. But this week, I get back into the swing of things, and then really, next week's going to be fantastic. By the way, I don't know what we're going to do. I haven't thought about how we're going to do next week when I'm in Augusta. I actually, <laughs> I actually, actually have a solution, Pat. I talked about Am this. Am I going to be drinking wine in the morning? No. Okay. Uh, well, Damn. I mean, I you, you could. Say, yeah, we can, we're going to be recorded in the morning, but okay. You got a solution. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that. Anyway, let's get to the prize picks selections this week. And by the way, you can sign up for prize picks. They're legal in like a 26 or 28 state. Okay, check it out. If it's not legal for you yet, I'm sorry, but it's the best, okay? And right now, if you use promo code TJ, when you sign up, you get 100% deposit match up to $100. The app is super easy to use. The website is super easy to use. You can do cross-sport props there with NBA combined with golf or whatever you want to do. It's just great. It's, it's awesome. So, uh, and you're not competing against a bunch of other people like in DFS. You know, you're just, it's just you versus prize pick, and we can all win together. All right? Let's get to it. Pat, uh, what you got, buddy? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you only give us one, right? You're just going to give us one, your favorite one for this week because you're going to dish out some more goodies on the Fantasy Golf Sommelier this week. Yeah, so I think you're going to like this. Uh, okay. uh, this was a, a little bit of a theme of conversation early in the show tonight. And I feel like right now, prize picks is a little off on total score over under. Okay. Mm, I have some of and, those. Yeah. And I think the unders are going to hit a little bit on day one. Yep. I, I, you know, you look at the weather, which is, is, can be a factor here in Texas. Yep. It's not looking to be that big of a factor. Not uh, on Thursday. The, it does like it might pick up a little bit. On Maybe, yeah, but on the weekend, it's dying down a little bit. But but huh. Thursday is what we're looking at. We're just looking at yeah. Thursday. I like Ricky Fowler's under number. He's at <sighs> 70 and a half. I have He's that. At, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ricky Fowler, I said it. I don't think he wins. But this is a par 72. I feel like day one, he can shoot two. Yeah. And, and I like the fact that we're kind of getting a half there. He's not at 70. Yeah. You know? Yep. I think. I think seventy yep. is a is what he can do, two under. So I like that Ricky Fowler. That's the one I'll give you. Uh, but then the rest I'm going to give you on the fantasy golf Malier. Week, love it. Well, that was one I had, so I'm not going to use that one. But I like it a lot. Uh, I'm going to give you. I, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty bullish on Siwoo on Thursday. I know I kind of dogged him a little bit outright. Yeah, you do. I don't what like the, the I don't like the value, and I don't know that I like Siwoo winning. But I like Siwoo coming out Thursday firing. You know what I mean? Like to see, okay, can I shoot fourteen under on Thursday, <laughs> and potentially cakewalk to victory on Sunday? That's that's like I feel like that's going to be kind of Siwoo's mindset. So I like same thing, same number on Siwoo under seventy and a half for him on Thursday. 
And, I mean, Siwoo's played well here. In his last four years at this event, 23rd, 4th, 45th, and 22nd in his last four years. Uh, the ball striking has been good. He's been horrible with the putter. He lost six strokes, like, for example, at the Genesis, right? He's been horrible at the putter uh, with the putter. But I think Siwoo, the ball striking is, is solid enough. Two under is very doable for him. I also like the birdie or better number on him at over four. Uh, but the last one I'll give you is another under on the score. And it's an, a player we have not talked about all night tonight, Pat. But this old guy has a really good history here as well. And he's actually been playing okay on courses that fit him. Matt Kuchar has been, oh, has been doing his my thing. Goodness. Matt Kuchar, 16th at the Valspar, 7th at the Sony Open this year. Two golf courses where you know, it, it somewhat takes driver out of the hand for some of the longer hitters. It's more of a positional golf course off the tee, and then you, you bang home the iron play. Um, but he just he, his strokes gained around the greens numbers are off the charts right now. But he's got a good, really good record here. He has played the Valero every year since 2012. He's never missed the cut at the Valero Texas Open since 2012. And his worst finish is a 51st, but he's got a 13th, a 22nd, a 4th, a 15th, 7th, and a 12th. Like, Kuchar loves PPC San Antonio, the Oaks course. And under 71, so, I mean, if he shoots a 71, like if he shoots one under, you push that one. So you just need him to shoot two under. I think that could happen for Matt Kuchar. But I think you're right. I think the over-under on the scores for right now is a little off. We'll see what happens, how quickly that adjusts, because we've seen them adjust quickly. So uh, if, you, if you're interested, you might want to pounce on that. And look, the danger to this is, like you said, we don't, we don't have the weather fully fleshed out right now. The wind could change. The wind from Wednesday could now move to the wind on Thursday. And all of a sudden, everything's screwed in, in the opposite direction. So it's definitely something to pay attention to. But those are some early ones that definitely catch my eye. And we're definitely on the same page with Ricky Fowler. So there you go. Okay. Good. That's it. That's the betting show for the Valero Texas Open. We're going to head over and knock out the DraftKings show for the Valero. And then as soon as that is over, we're going to do TJ After Dark for DraftKings Sportsbook. And when that's over, we're pretty much in Masters, in masters mode. Okay. Uh, for the week, there will be no chalk bomb article no chalk bomb email there will be a heavy petting email that will go out uh, on tuesday there will be fgs this week the uh but there will be no no chalk bomb article i'm sorry i will not have a i will not have the ability to write it while i'm caddying in the women's amateur um and then really just watch for the master's content the master's content is going to start dropping on thursday actually some of it's already dropped i did like a futures bet outright video like a week ago but more Masters content is going to start dropping on Thursday. So it's going to be a big week, big couple weeks for the Tour Junkies. Let's have a great time at the Valero. Let's go ahead and win some units so we can blow them all at the Masters. That's what I really want to do. So, yeah. Bend over your bookie. See you.